and taken her to his hotel room, no questions asked. They'd barely made it through the door before they'd tossed each other's clothes off. She's a fine-looking filly. Tag turned to find his older brother standing at the corral fence, three feet away from him. Tag and his two brothers owned 75,000 acres of prime ranch land in Red Ridge County, land that had been in the Worth family for generations. Clay lived at the main house, and Jackson spent most of his time in the penthouse, while Tag lived up in the hills on the site of the original Worth cabin in a newly built ranch home. Trick? Tag nodded, glancing at the youngest of the three mares, a dappled gray. She's from good healthy stock. The other females have taken to her just fine. You named her Trick? Long story, but she wasn't easy to acquire. In fact, it was damn tricky. I had to do some fast talking. They watched the horses settle down on the far side of the corral, the two older mares sandwiching Trick between them, mothering her. It's been a while since you've come down to the main house. Clay tipped his hat back to look at him directly. When I drove up, you looked deep in thought. Everything okay? Tag wasn't the kiss-and-tell kind of guy. He felt guilty about skipping out on Callie that morning, leaving a note on the hotel bed in his wake. He'd never done that to a woman before. But he wasn't going to discuss that or the loss of the cattle deal to Sullivan with Clay this morning. It was his problem, and he'd deal with it. Tag liked his privacy, and thanks to modern-day inventions like computers, the Internet, and iPhones, he didn't have to venture too far to conduct ranch business these days. Clay dealt with the ranch employees, and Jackson took care of the other worth holdings in Phoenix. All three of them didn't mind getting their hands dirty and working the land. Everything's fine. Just been buried under a pile of paperwork. How about you? Busy with Penny's song. The construction is almost complete. Our first young visitors are due to arrive in a few weeks. That's good. I'm planning on lending a hand, any time you need it. Penny's song was Clay and his estranged wife's brainchild, named after a local child who died from a debilitating disease at ten years old. With the worth money and name behind it, the facility built one mile into the property would honor her memory and provide a safe haven for children recovering from life-threatening illness. From the get-go, it was designed to help mainstream those recovering kids into society in a dude ranch-type setting. We're counting on your help. I'll stop by later today and check out the progress. Clay nodded and took a step toward his truck, but then turned and stared at Tag for a moment. He lifted his brows, curious at Clay's expression. What? It's been four years, Tag. Tag took a quick pull of oxygen. Noting the concern on his brother's face, he tempered his impulse to lash out with careful words. I know how long it's been. No one has to remind me. Maybe it's time you gave yourself a break. He watched Clay turn around and get into the cab of his truck.
The engine roared and red dust kicked up a fuss as he drove off, leaving Tag alone with his thoughts, the way he wanted, the way it had to be. He'd lost his wife, Heather, four years ago, and nothing would make it right. Giving himself a break wasn't on his agenda. Ever. Callie Sullivan stood in the shadows of the Red Ridge Mountains, just steps from Tag's front door. A tremble pulsed through her body. She recognized it as anticipation and not fear. She couldn't wait to lay eyes on him again, even knowing he wouldn't be glad to see her, even knowing that he'd never called, never tried to get in touch with her again after the night they'd spent together. She strode up the porch steps and pulled the note he'd written to her.